This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. So last weekend, we celebrated Memorial Day, remembering the men and women who gave everything so that you and I might walk free. For America's veterans, the needs are many. One of those needs for service animals for our veterans who suffer from PTSD. Did you know that currently it takes almost two years and at least $36,000 to train one service dog? IGY6 Service Dogs for Heroes is set up to provide help faster to veterans who are suffering from PTSD. And at the same time, this group is saving loving dogs from being euthanized at our local shelters. This group was started by Ken Capello in memory of a friend. Ken is here with us. And also joining us in studio today is one of Ken's board members, Tiffany Hernandez. And Ken, how are you guys organized and how are you shortening this up? It's IGY6 Service Dogs for Heroes and organizations came to fruition that uh, I started in probably 2015 because I've lost someone that was very close to me to PTSD and we were trying to get him a service dog but it was too late. Can you tell us a little bit more about your friend and your loss? I know it may be difficult. Stephen was like a son to me. Mm. We weren't blood related but he was like a son to me. He always came to me and he was so excited about he was going to meet his service dog but he took his life the Thursday before the Saturday he was supposed to take it. So I promised him that I will never let that happen again and let that happen to any other family. So we started IGY6 Service Dogs for Heroes because I have my own dog training company, Ranger Dog Training. So we started training service dogs for veterans at no cost. So, Ken, the name of the organization is IGY6 Service Dogs for Heroes. I get the Service Dogs for Heroes part of it. What does the IGY6 mean? IGY-6 is a, a military term, you know, basically came from World War II and the pilots, and they used to say when they're flying around, I got your six, it means I got your back, so they're watching your, you know, your back. So it was a military term. So now it was turned into all the veterans, we are watching each other's back, and that's where IGY-6 came from. Well, I think that'll make, that should make it easy for folks to, to understand and remember. IGY-6, I got your six, I got your back. I, So, Tiffany, you're on the board of IGY6 Service Dogs for Heroes. How did you come to be involved with the organization? Well, I suffered my own traumatic brain injury, TBI, about a year ago and really struggled to reenter society. I loved my job and I could no longer work. May I ask what happened? Were you in a car accident? Um, I was not. I was, it was actually my second um, TBI. Which oh my God! Is a very dark place if you can imagine what that's like. To have no, I don't want to. I'm so sorry. First one was a, a snowboarding accident, and I did rehabilitation at Shepherd Center and Shepherd Pathways in Atlanta, and they are just incredible. And then the second one was a plane accident. I was on an airplane, and um, somebody lost control of their luggage and knocked me unconscious. And like I said, it was really tough to come back from that second one, but I did it, and I think the dog was really the catalyst on enabling me to find purpose again in life and not completely give up. Now, who was it that connected you uh, to get a service animal? My neurologist recommended that I do it, and I wanted to rescue a dog because I think there are just too many out there today that are euthanized that really don't need to be. And that's how I found Atlanta Lab Rescue. I knew I wanted the lab. And you guys are still together now? We are. His name is Mac. Oh. Big Mac. Big Mac. So you guys got connected and walk us through the process because as I as I tried to say at the start of the program, right now 
in the traditional way of, of getting a service animal, it takes maybe two years and a cost of some $36,000 for our veterans who could be helped by service animals to get them. And you're trying to truncate the cost and the amount of time, correct? Right. We're trying to do more hands-on for the veterans. So it helps them be, build a stronger bond between the veteran and their dog, so build a better bond. And then on the other hand is we're teaching them how to train their own service dogs, which kind of cuts down a little bit on the time, um, but also giving them the option to learn how to train other service dogs for other veterans or just train basic obedience for other people and get out in society and have a job. So we're doing two folds, or really three folds, because we're using rescue dogs. And we're rescue dogs from shelters, rescue groups, and you know, we're using any breed as long as they fit the criteria of being a service dog. And what is the criteria to be a service animal? Basically, you know, that you know, they'll be trained and they can't be out in public and be aggressive towards other dogs or you know, scared of other pe people, too skittish. You know, they have a little bit more confidence, but you know, they have to have manners. You know, this basically dog has good manners, and we teach them how to tr you know have good manners from their basic training obedience and then we go out into public and how they should need to act out in public go into the malls hear different sounds different smells different people um, you have kids running by and they just have to be react like buster and i will be flying in july to how to go through the airport you know so we practice going in the airport going through security getting on the plane and so we'll go through all those aspects where you think the veteran is going to so they won't get shocked with the dog going, oh, this is a new thing, and the dog doesn't know what to do. Now, I understand you foster the animals before, as a part of the training process. Can you explain how that now, works? We're always looking for fosters, and basically what our fosters would do is they would help us with the basic obedience and socialization. It could be an individual person. It could be a company that, you know, I'm going to foster it for this week, this person, next week. You know, they could take them to work. They take them to the store, get them socialized, and then they'll come back to us and we'll do a little bit more advanced training, getting them ready, and then we bring the veteran in to start, you know, pairing them up what they need to do out in public, how to hand public actions to service dogs, because you know, you'll have that dog can't be here, how to handle that stress, and also to um, you know, just teach the dog you know, being out in public with ease. So trying to shorten this two years that vets are having to wait for their service animals, the point at which you are introducing a service animal to his, his veteran, um, how far along is, is the animal in that process? Hey, he's probably about three months into it. That's good. And uh, you know, he's three months into it. And when it comes to the veteran, we're going to teach the task training because each person is going to have a different task. You might have somebody that has blackouts or dreams or remind them to take medication to wake up. Or uh, people are paranoid with things like what Buster was doing when he came in. He gets in front of, front of me between a person that blocks or he'll look at the entrance to, you know, to search to make sure it's clear for them to walk through so they don't get scared if someone just walks up in front of them. That's very customized service. That's amazing. Yeah, because each individual is going to be different. And I, I think when we were talking once before, you said that even now you have a vet with a service animal who wouldn't leave his home before and now is a volunteer in helping to volunteer train a service animal for someone else. And we were just talking about it on the way in. We were out the other day training, and he had his dog out, and that's okay. Let's go to the mall, and then we went to a restaurant to go eat. And I'm ordering the food at the counter, and he's back there talking to a complete stranger. And he said to me that he never could do that. I went and sat down, and he was still up there talking. This is what a dog needs to do, and this and this and this. So um, he sat down. I said, you know what you just did? You talked to a complete stranger, and he didn't even know it. That, that's got to be amazing and rewarding for you to see someone who has been 
sort of trapped in their own space for so long begin to blossom and reintroduce themselves to society. Yes. You know, it, it was amazing. I'm like, and he's like, he was shocked himself. I said, well, I said, you talk about what you know when he felt comfortable. I said, you know, he could talk about anything about weapons and all that, but so now he can talk to a person about a dog and this and that, and just, he could just be in general, what to feed him and all that. And he wants to be a dog trainer. He comes over and works with the dogs every day. He worked with Tiffany's dog this weekend. So is there a limit to the number of dogs that you can work with at a given time? Well, it just depends on the amount of trainers. Um, we can have people come and volunteer with us, you know, like our fosters should come and help, or people just come and want to help us. If we have five dogs at a time, you know, we'll need five people to come help work, or else, you know, there's only so many dogs personally I can take out and train. So we could teach them how to train the dogs. We all go out to the mall together. We all go out to the parks. You know, and just that would help us out if we had volunteers to, you know, help So you could training. use some volunteers yeah. to help who are passionate about dogs and passionate about training dogs and love the men and women who, who serve our country and want to help and with they that. they don't have to have the experience. We'll teach them. Really? Yeah. We'll so, them. So, what, so what other needs do you guys have, being a uh, new group? Volunteers, you know, fosters, you know, and donations. You know, it costs, you know, for an you know, average dog per month, you know, we're about $1,000 between just food and medical expenses and heartworm preventions and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, corporate sponsors would be great so we know we have a guarantee that we can know what we can go out to a rescue group or a shelter to bring your dog in because we can't bring another dog in unless we know we have the funds to take care of them. Mm-hmm. How does a veteran know if he or she qualifies to receive a service animal from, well, not, from your group? Not all veterans, you know, are ready for a service dog. You know, they can get, we need a letter from their doctors that recommended that it would help them. Okay. And then we'll have, you know, they'll fill out their applications and we'll have an interview and we explain, are they able to care for, for a service dog? There might be some veterans that a service dog may be too much stress on them and push them the opposite way. Oh, you don't want that. Right. So we'll bring, you know, this is what it's going to take to take care of the dog because you have to be able to financially take care of the dog after he's done with his training and also be able to train him ongoing. And then also be able to handle going out in public and say, you can't have that dog in here, how to handle that without blowing up. Tiffany, how much of a difference uh, has having your service animal made to your recovery? I would say it is the difference between me still being at home in my house, not wanting to leave and actually getting up and right baby steps at first, getting out, getting in the sunshine, walking around and finally um, being a, a part of this incredible organization that Kenneth started and being able to... Sometimes we have to tell her to stop. Yes, <laughs> oh, that's, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I, I am so excited about just seeing the difference that we make with these people in the world that I would not be able to do this if it wasn't for um, really my dog at this point, who's not a rescue dog, just to be clear. He actually didn't quite make it in the program, so that's kind of why I took him on, too. You, yeah, you guys both are, are very special. I can't imagine how um, how difficult your recovery has been. Can you tell us about that that first day when you like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling better, and this is, this is coming together, and we're going to go out? I think that really the he is the reason that I got up and got out. It wasn't like I was feeling better. I don't think I would have felt better unless... I knew that I had to go walk a dog, and I had to get up and I had to feed a dog, and I had to get up and I had to take the dog out to use the restroom. And like I said, I I can't even begin to compare myself to our our veterans and our heroes because I know what they've been through. We really can't even begin to imagine. So if someone like myself who's been through something big but but relatively minor compared to what they go through. That's not minor for you. It's not, but I, I wasn't doing service to the country. You know, I wasn't overseas, and... 
and, and we only can imagine what they go through. If it could do that for me um, and give me really a second chance at, at understanding what my role was in this world and helping others, then what can it do for them? That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Ken, reset for us. Tell us again uh, the official name of the organization, IGY6, Service Dogs for Heroes. Where do we find you guys online? IGY6, Service Dogs for Heroes. Um, Find us online. You can find us on Facebook under IGY6, Service Dogs for Heroes. Our website is IGY6ServiceDogs.org. So you can find us any one of those places. Or just you know, give us a call and come out and volunteer. All right, yeah. so let's let's get that phone number out there then, please. Four zero four three zero nine six seven three zero. Do that as we say in radio. That number once again is four zero four three zero nine six seven three zero. And then they call us for volunteers. We're always looking for volunteers. We're looking for volunteers to help with fundraisings for working with the dogs. Um, we can have volunteers to be moms to the veterans because some of them may not have family. You know, cooking meals for them. You know, on holidays and stuff like that. So we're always looking at that type of help. And is it possible to make a donation on your website if somebody just does that? Directly on our website, we have it set up that you can make a monthly donation. So you can do $19 a month and you can just automatically come out. Or you can do a one-time donation. And how long has it taken Buster to get to as disciplined a service animal as he is now? It's about two years, but you know the training is ongoing for the rest of their life because he's been slacking a little bit. So we're going. What do you mean by up. slacking? How? You know, getting a little bad manners sometimes. You oh, know. And how can how can a service animal have bad manners? Bad manners, you know, not acting right out in public. You know, sniffing when he's not supposed to be. Wants to go play with everybody. He has to focus on the individual, and that's why when we're out for service dogs, if you see a service dog with a vest on, you need to not talk to the dog, not look at the dog, or distract the dog because it takes the dog away from what he's supposed to do. Looking at you know the individual, what they you know it could be for diabetes, it could be for you know you know uh, PTSD. But when the dog loses track, he's not doing his job. So that's why when you see a service dog, they go, "Oh, how cute!" Because you're distracting the service dog. Yes, but sometimes, and I, I've, I've seen this happen shopping at the mall. I, I remember a, a specific day. I was at the mall. I was in a store, and there was another customer who was training a service animal. The dog was in the vest, and another customer, intrigued by the entire scenario, had a gazillion questions. So, is it okay to approach the the trainer, but just ignore right. the dog? Talk is to that the what person. you do? Talk to the person because you know the dogs can greet you, but like you know, I can say Buster, and if I, if I say free he'll jump up and go crazy and, and try to kiss you and all that kind of stuff so it gets permission for the dog you know let loose and let his guard down and we turn back to work but you know talk to the person and say hey can i ask you some questions and if they say no you just move on to the next one and you know all our dogs have little uh our website on it and they can look it up that way and Absolutely. And then when folks are fostering, how long do they foster? They keep the dog before? You know, it depends on the dog because they're coming from a shelter environment. We don't know what they're at, but, you know, it could be a couple of weeks. It might be a month, you know, but we could do fostering. It could be split up between a couple of friends. You know, I'm, a, I'm going away this week. You can watch it or they always can come back to us if they're going away. So it could break it up that to not submit it for, you know, I've got to watch this dog for a year. You know, don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, then that could scare some folks <laughs> right. off and we don't want to do that. That's why I wanted to know. So we know about the organization. We know how to get volunteers, folks who might be interested in fostering, people who may want to make a donation, give money. Uh, As a new startup organization, fundraising is key because the more resources you have, the more dogs you're able to train. Uh, Tiffany, I understand there's an event coming up. What can you tell us about that? We are very excited about it. It is our um, push-up challenge where we are raising, raising awareness around 
the 22 veterans who take their lives and lose their battle to PTSD every day. So it's July 8th from 2 to 4, and our sponsor is Body Design University, and it is actually at their office, Body Design University, off of Marietta Street. And we are asking that you come out, um, have a sponsor, you know, more details about how this can be accomplished can be found by following us on Facebook. And we'll have a good time. Raise some money. Absolutely. You can hear Buster. Oh, we got to hear Buster. That's great, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. Well, this is great. And guys, thank you for coming in. Ken Capello, Tiffany Hernandez, IGY6, Service Dogs for Heroes. It's uh, a great cause, helping our vets who are battling PTSD and other things. So you guys are terrific. Thank you you so much. And as I always like to say when I bring folks like y'all in, you're doing God's work, and we so appreciate that. Thank you for having us. Let's hope we can get you some donations and some volunteers. What's that website one more time? IGY6ServiceDogs.org. And the phone number if I want to call, volunteer, know something that y'all might need to know. You can call 404-309-6730, but you also can even fill an application right online to be a volunteer. All righty then. Guys, thank you so much. Before we go, we want to make everybody aware of a career fair that's coming to town next week. There are still people out there who really need jobs, and hundreds of positions are being offered by major corporations at Atlanta's 16th Annual Diversity Employment Career Fair. That's coming up on Wednesday, June the 7th at Ramada Plaza, the Atlanta Downtown Capitol Park, over on Capitol Avenue. And we're on the line right now with Neil Morrison. He is the Diversity Outreach Director for the fair. Neil, you've been busy. I coordinate the events, uh, make sure that uh, the candidates have lots of great jobs and careers and that the employers have a lot of great, talented, and qualified candidates from the multicultural and diverse communities. And this includes people with disabilities, mature workers, uh, LGBTQ, uh, and uh, Everyone who really needs to get a job. So give me some additional details. Where is this career fair going to be, and what are the hours? The annual Diversity Employment Day career fair for Atlanta is taking place at the Ramada Plaza, Atlanta. It's downtown Capitol Park, 450 Capitol Ave Southeast, and the zip is 30312. The hours are from 11 to 3, and that's going to be a Wednesday on June 7th. Neil, tell me, if somebody's thinking about coming out to this career fair on the 7th, uh, how might they be best prepared for an opportunity? Well, there are a couple of things that they definitely should be doing. First of all, uh, they need to come in business attire, ready to work, or or like they're going to church, okay? Uh, First impressions are are really important. We've always heard that. Um, Secondly, they need to put together a 30-second presentation about themselves, uh, what they've been doing, what type of work they'd like to do, what are they qualified to do, uh, so that they can engage in a conversation with the employers. Number three, bring plenty of resumes, uh, 10 to 15. They, they can update their resume if they have a couple of different types of positions they're looking for. They can bring different types of resumes. Also, they're going to want to know a little bit about the employer, so they should probably go to our website, check out a few of the employers, and that's at citycareerfair.com. And uh, also, come early. Uh, There's so many times folks start off, they get late, they get hung up in all kinds of things, and it just gets them started in the wrong way. So come early. The career fair starts at 11. Uh, so if you get there about 11, about 1030, you're going to be doing just fine. 
And lastly, the piece of advice I give everybody that uh, takes it, they have a good event, is there's no stinking thinking, <laughs> okay? I know over the last few years, the recession, depression, whatever, don't bring that with you because you've got some great recruiters. It's a rare opportunity to meet with people face-to-face who actually can give you insights into the jobs that they have, also give you some guidance. And you're going to be able to make uh, connections with people that may even be able to hire you. So leave that stinking thinking at home. Also realize that this is a rare, rare opportunity. So take it very seriously, but come and have some fun. It's going to be probably a, a super change in your life. Uh, and an opportunity to see folks that you never get to see on the Internet. Neil, last thing real quick. Give me some examples of some of the folks who are going to be recruiting. For example, uh, we have Delta Dental there. We have uh, IHG. Uh, We have Cisco Atlanta. If you like to be involved in food, hospitality, Cisco Atlanta is really good. We have uh, American Family Insurance. Uh, We'll have uh, Multnomah County there. Uh, we'll, We'll have Cox Media there. Uh, so there are a lot of different positions. Matter of fact, there are hundreds of jobs and careers that will be available from entry level to professional level. Thanks, Neil. For more information about Atlanta's 16th Annual Diversity Employment Career Fair, simply visit citycareerfair.com. That's citycareerfair.com. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.